Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Um, <laughs> but don't faint. Uh, the word faint in, in this sense could be, or any sense could be, meaning uh, to lose, to release, uh, to lack courage, to lose heart, to be faint-hearted. So what we're going to do today is we're going to ask three questions. We're going to say, what causes us to faint? Uh, what are some of the symptoms? What happens when we faint? And then we're going to look at what can we do to prevent fainting or reasons we should not faint. So three things. What causes us to faint? What happens or what are the symptoms symptoms of fainting that we may experience? And, um, and then what can we do to prevent ourselves from fainting so I'm, I'm some of you haven't fainted i think i've been close to fainting i don't drink a lot of water well, currently i don't i drink more coffee than anything um <laughs> i don't drink a lot of water and so i think my body has adjusted to that uh, but but sometimes doing strenuous exercises because i don't drink a lot of water i can feel myself like uh you need to drink some water you're going to pass out so i go get some water so i prevent myself from fainting by drinking water. Uh, so I don't know if you've been close to dehydration. There are other things that can cause people to faint. There's some medical reasons that can cause you to faint. Um, I've never been one to faint at the sight of blood, uh, especially being a science major in college. That, that would be strange. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was pre-med zoology major at NC State. So, yeah, sight of blood was always okay with me. Um, but, yeah, never, never wanted to have that. But I know some people can get faint. Um, recently, well, this week, I was cutting grass Thursday, and then later Thursday evening, I saw a snake in the yard. Yeah, I thought I knew my wife was going to, she wants us to move now um, because we saw the snake. <laughs> so there's snakes all over Lynchburg. <laughs> Can't guarantee that if we move, there won't be one there either. Um, but, you know, I think if she saw it herself, she might would faint. Um, yeah, but I don't have that issue. I tried to, I did try to kill the snake. It got away. And I was going to not tell the truth <laughs> and say I killed it anyway so that my wife would be okay. But I said, no, I got to tell you, it's still out there somewhere. So, oh, well, well, so at least for the next few days, she will run to the car. I mean, literally like open the door and run to the car and then run back to the house when she had to do it. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. But anyway. I'm going to try to kill that snake. There. I, don't, I don't know who the animal lovers out there. I'm going to get rid of it somehow. Uh, but, yeah, what causes us to faint? Fear, right? We're scared of something. We're fearful of something that may cause us to faint. Uh, feeling overwhelmed suddenly, working too hard may cause us to faint. Um, not taking care of ourselves. That's myself. Not drinking enough water. That's taking care of ourselves. Uh, anxiety. Pain may cause us to faint. Um, biblically, fear, Deuteronomy 20 and 3 says, uh, it talks about Israel, and they were saying Israel was afraid of their enemies, and so their hearts fainted because they were afraid. So that fear can cause them to faint. Uh, feeling overwhelmed suddenly. So it says, Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not, because Jacob was uh, they had told them that Joseph 
was still alive, and he didn't believe them because they thought Joseph had died. And so Jacob was like, he almost fainted because of that. He was overwhelmed by that information that they gave him. Um, working too hard, we can think of Jacob and Esau. And Esau was in the field, and he was working, and he became faint and wanted something to eat. Uh, not taking care of yourself. Um, we, the children of Israel, at some point in Genesis 47 and 13, uh, had not eat had not ate food for a while because they were famine, and so they felt fainted uh, because of that. Um, sometimes you can feel faint. Uh, in Hebrews 12, 5 through 6, it says that, uh, and it specifically 6, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Uh, oh, no, let me go back to 5. It says, My son, do not despise uh, the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So sometimes... I guess if we are being rebuked of the Lord, we may feel faint or feel like giving up or feel like falling out or feel like, man, Lord, why are you punishing me or rebuking me? Uh, Normally because we're doing something wrong, just like any parent rebukes or chastens their child or disciplines their child because to correct a behavior. And sometimes just like our children, our natural children, don't like to be corrected because of that behavior. And when they're too they're prone to pass out and fall out and scream and kick and yell. And sometimes we ourselves as adults, because the Lord is chastening us, we pass out and kick and scream and yell and say, why are you doing this to me? Is it just me? Maybe it's you. Maybe you guys don't do it. <laughs> you guys don't get angry and be like, oh, why is this happening? You know, sometimes it happens. Um, but yeah. Those are reasons, those are all reasons that may cause us to faint. So what are some natural symptoms um, when it comes to fainting that we can look at and glean from some spiritual things as well? So fainting, one of the the things he says is that you fall down. It's a common thing when your brain loses oxygen or when you're fearful or whatever, you may fall out, you may fall. Um, so I would correlate to that, correlate that to sin. So one of the things or symptom of fainting would be sin. So that may cause, or what happens when you faint, is sin in your life may cause you to feel faint, may cause you to get discouraged, may cause you to want to throw in the towel, may cause you to want to give up. Um, Specifically, when you're looking at the scripture that we talked about, it says, let us not be weary in well-doing, but in due season, if we shall reap, if we faint not. So talking about weariness and well-doing in the season, if we don't give up, if you don't throw in the towel, you will reap something. And we'll talk about that later in your due season. But sometimes we feel faint. We want to give up. We want to throw in the towel. We feel Like, this isn't working, I'm getting tired, there's sin in my life, that's a symptom of me wanting to faint, or causing me to faint. Another symptom, this is right out of Google, what may happen, what are some symptoms of fainting. Another symptom is blurred vision. So looking at that in the natural, how can we look at it in the spiritual? Is our vision blurred spiritually? that may cause us to faint. So thinking about that, I thought about that, and I was like, what 
what can cause that? So the Proverbs 29, 18 says, where, is there, where there is no vision, the people perish. Of course, that's simple. But what can cause us, when we're fainting, to lose sight and lose, lose vision? And one of the things is in Genesis 25, which I mentioned before, uh, 29, when it talks about Jacob and Esau. And Esau was so faint that he lost sight of the purpose of his birthright. So he was willing to sell that because he lost vision. He, he didn't see that being beneficial to him. As some of us would see that and be like, yeah, that, why would you do that? Why would you sell your birthright for some meat uh, or some, something so simple? But because he had blurred vision in the natural, that's what happens when you faint, he had a lack of vision in the spiritual, he didn't see the benefits of that birthright, so he was willing to sell that for food. We sometimes are willing to give up things that are very important to us when we're about to faint. And we don't realize how important that is because we're maybe in sin or because we lack vision. We, don't, we can't see beyond our physical condition at that moment. And so we're shaky and our vision is blurred. And so we're willing to do some things that we don't normally want, wouldn't do. We're making uh, long-term decisions based off a temporary situation. And if we wait to get out of that temporary situation, then we will find, okay, that's not a decision I should make based off of fainting or wanting to give up. Because you know what? I'm going to get out of this. Things are going to get better, and we're going to, we can move on from this. But Esau wasn't because he sold his birthright. So one thing we can learn from that blurred vision is let's not make uh, permanent decisions when we're feeling weak, when we're feeling faint. When we're feeling like we're wanting to give up. And we do feel like sometimes we want to give up. We want to throw the towel in. I'm feeling faint. I'm tired. You know. I'm weary in my well-doing. That's what the Bible said. I didn't say it. That's what the Bible said. (laughs) So because of your weariness and well-doing, we may be faint. But don't faint. Don't faint. One um, another symptom of fainting is confusion. Um, God is obviously not the author of confusion, 1 Corinthians 14, 33, uh, but of peace as in all. But God is the author. That's not the author of confusion, but he wants us to have peace. Uh, James 3, 13 through 16. Let's turn it there. I do want to sit there for a little while. Um, it says, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So one, one of those things is confusion. God is not the author of confusion. So if you're feeling confused, if you're surrounded by confusion, there is a confusing situation going on, you really need to not make a decision in that confused state, 
but wait till that pass because you may be faint at that moment. And again, like we said before, you may be dizzy as well. And you don't want to make a decision based off of the confusion that is going on around you. Or you don't want to be a part of that confusion. And so then you remove yourself from that so that then maybe you see things more clear and maybe you can go forward then. So other things that may go on when you're feeling faint, dizziness, weakness, headaches, which I, I correlate with distractions. Uh, it also says that you have a ringing in your ear. So if you have a ringing in your ear, that may mean you may not be able to hear things well. I correlate that maybe you're not able to hear the voice of the Lord, maybe you're not able to hear the word of the Lord well because you're feeling faint. It also talks about being nausea or vomiting. Maybe you're rejecting the word. Maybe you're not willing to eat or partake of this. And your body is rejecting it because it's not used to it. It's something different. You have to take it in smaller portions or maybe meditate on it a little while. Maybe cut it up a little bit. Or maybe feed it to you a different way. But it's the word. And we need all of the word. In our life, so if we're feeling, if we haven't any of these symptoms, if we're we're sinning, if we're falling down, which is sin, if we have blurred vision, if there's confusion, if there's bitterness, if there, I mean, if there's dizziness, there's weakness, there's a headache or distractions, there's we're not able to hear the voice of the Lord, uh, if we're rejecting what we know is biblical truth, and we're having a hard time swallowing that, then maybe we're having some symptoms of fainting. And if we're having those symptoms, then what can we do then to prevent that? What can we do to not faint, to not give up, to not throw in the towel, to not pass out, to not be weakened? Is it important that we learn what to do? Just like in any medical uh situation, if you know the symptoms, sometimes we're Google doctors and we look up stuff and we always have the symptoms of everything we find, and then we worry about that. Uh, But honestly, let's take a really true self-assessment that if we are having symptoms, these symptoms of fainting, not looking at it in the physical, but looking at it in the spiritual, then let's address that. You know, let's have an honest conversation with ourselves and say, you know what? I've been feeling faint for the past year. I've been wanting to give up. I've been wanting to almost, I'm almost there, but then I get tired and I'm, I'm distracted and I move on. I've, I'm having a hard time. Things are not going my way like I thought it should. And I'm feeling faint. And so with that assessment, what can we do to prevent, prevent it? Or what's, what are some things we can look towards as examples? First and foremost, we can pray. Luke 18:1, and spake the parable unto them to this end that men ought always pray and not to faint. So it says, if you pray, it will prevent some fainting. <laughs> if you're feeling faint, pray. I'm talking to somebody. If you're feeling faint, if you're feeling like you're wanting to give up, that this isn't working out, this situation isn't working out, I'm going to just stop and cut my losses 
The Lord says, don't faint. Don't faint. Don't, don't faint. He doesn't want you to give up. You've come too far, as the old people say, by faith, leaning on the Lord. Trusting in his holy word. He never failed me yet. Don't faint. So we're going to pray as that preventive pill that we must take as much as possible to prevent ourselves from fainting. We're also going to accept God's mercy, his radical mercy. In 2 Corinthians 4, 1, it says, Therefore, sin, we have this ministry. We have received mercy. We faint not. So if we have received his mercy, and we're walking in that, that means we have to accept that. We have to, And it's hard sometimes to accept God's unconditional grace and mercy in our lives. Sometimes that can be difficult. And it can be difficult because we're human, and sometimes we give God human attributes or traits. So if it's hard for us to forgive, then we think that it's hard for God to forgive us. And to give us mercy. And so when we mess up, we expect there to be a punishment because that's what we would do. But God says, accept my mercy. That's difficult sometimes when we, are condi- we have conditioned ourselves to have some kind of punishment, to labor and toil in this, woe is me, I did something wrong. And all God is saying, accept my mercy. I've given you mercy. I'm giving you mercy. Sometimes with my kids, when I know they should be punished, and they know they should be punished, (laughs) me and my wife will both say, we're going to show you some mercy. We're going to show you some grace and not punish you or, you know, whatever. I don't know if they ever get it or not, but (laughs) because that's what God does to us. Uh, is that he says there's mercy, there's grace, it's covering you. It's been washed in the blood. Do we do we believe it? Or do we think uh, some things are washed in the blood and this is some stuff I need to work on with some Todd? No, it's washed in the blood. <laughs> Todd can't wash out what I got going on. <laughs> I need the blood. Nobody's arm is strong enough to wash <laughs> what we got going on inside of us. We need it to be covered in the blood. We need to accept God's mercy so that we don't faint. <clears throat> we need to see God's glory being revealed. Let's turn to Second Corinthians 4. There are quite a few verses. I don't know if I'm going to do all those verses. Uh, let's see. Put 5 through 18. That's a lot, man. I don't know what I'm thinking there. <laughs> I said, let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to let 2 Corinthians 4, 5 through 18. You can read it all if you want on your own. We may not do it all. Let's see where, let's see where we start. Uh, 4, let's go to 5. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. 
you can read 5 through 18. I'm actually going to start in 13, just so uh, we're not here forever. (laughs) But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. And some versions may say uh, we don't faint. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them that will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. So we don't give up because God's glory will be revealed. And his glory will outweigh whatever issues that may be causing you to want to faint. Whatever is going on in school, at home, at work, and it could be all of the above, don't faint. Because what you're going through now is only temporary and it is revealing God's glory and there's a testimony I'm sure on the other side of that that you want to be able to give <laughs> so don't give up don't think um, you know sometimes I use an example you know you, you're you going to Walmart often or some Kroger wherever store and doors open up and close on their own and sometimes you have to Sometimes the door don't like is going to open, right? It kind of has that ever happened? You you almost quit second guess whether you should keep going because of the door, and then you get right up on it, and then it's open up. No, sometimes that happens in life where if you don't keep going, and you're thinking you're well, you may be going, and you don't see that door opening, and you're right at the point where it's going to open, but you turn back because you didn't think it was going to open up. How many of us have have we missed out on that door opening because we felt faint or we gave up or, man, I got real close and it didn't look like it was going to open, so I went back. And we missed out on the blessing of all that was in Walmart or everything. (laughs) Whatever blessing there is that God had for you. Um. God's blessings are far greater than whatever's in Walmart, trust me. Um, (laughs) But have you felt that in life where you've been going and it's not, doesn't seem to be working and you're, and don't think. Um, Look at Jesus. There's nothing we can do uh, to prevent ourselves from fainting, fainting. Hebrews 12, 2 through 4 says, Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of, contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be weary and faint in your minds. He didn't faint. What would he have what would we have lost had he fainted? Had he given up? So he is our example because what was set before him he endured because he knew that was greater than that temporary pain, that temporary separation. So we're going to pray, we're going to accept God's mercy. We're going to allow God's glory to be revealed. We're going to look to Jesus. And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, we shall reap. So some people, some scholars have looked at different um, uh, commentaries about what that reaping is, what that could be. It could be a spiritual reaping, uh, reaping fruits of the spirit, reaping more joy. Reaping in the spirit itself. We've talked about that. Uh, talked about this reaping in the spirit. And, and versus sowing in the flesh and just sowing in the spirit. Again, it's using this um, imagery of the farmer. And how farming. I'm not a farmer, so I can't um, tell you firsthand. But farming is hard work from what I understand. What I've seen in movies. <laughs> it looks like hard work. Uh, and they seem to toil with the ground, and for a season they may not see any benefit to what they're doing. And they, by faith, put seeds in the ground and they water it, and by faith they pray. Um, some of them do <laughs> hope greatly that what they planted will grow, and there will be a harvest and a reaping season a due season at some point. And so, in our lives, I know there are situations and circumstances where we have been toiling and sowing, and we planted some things by faith, and we haven't seen it grow yet. And we're still looking for it. We're still waiting. We're watering it. Uh, and we haven't seen that fruit yet. And the message for you today is don't faint. Dung it one more year. <laughs> Put some fertilizer around it. But don't faint. Don't, I don't know what the situation may be, what the circumstances are, but don't throw in the towel. Even though you may feel faint, you may feel it in your bones. Oh, don't faint. Don't give up. This is poem. Uh, it says, for the one who is waiting. I don't know if it's a poem. Uh, this is by Morgan Harper, Harper Nichols. Uh, she has a lot of positive messages. And she's a Christian uh, female. And a lot of her stuff is on Instagram or whatever you guys use nowadays. Uh, <laughs> I listen to a different. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I ran. She was in being interviewed in this podcast just yeah last night when I was at work, and I was like, man, I got to use this in my message. So 
Excuse me. Uh, but it talks, so it says, for the one who is waiting, as you wait to see how you will make it, though the season may you hold all the more to the strength that has carried you thus this far, strength to take this journey day by day, strength to keep eyes open along the way. No matter how great or small, see the beauty and lessons interwoven through it all, trusting and believing as you wait to see how you will make it through this season. Trust and believe that God will give you a due season and you will reap what you've been sowing. Psalms 126 and 5 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.